All right, you guys, so welcome to the live. Uh, sorry for being two minutes late. I don't know if you guys are getting this, but it seems like Facebook every other week changes like where you go live from. So sometimes I'm able to do it like directly from the group. And uh, sometimes, Scott, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. And sometimes I have to do it from my personal page and go to the group and do the live that way. So it seems like they're kind of kind of flip-flopping or switching around uh, their systems or whatever. So uh, anyways, hope everyone is having a good week. Uh, today we'll be going over like an important topic. And I hear this one uh, very, very often. So a lot of times people oftentimes presume that you know, being healthier, living a health conscious lifestyle is more expensive. So in this video today, uh, hey, Freddie, good to see you. Blake, good to see you. Uh, Vipan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right. Uh, let me know. Good to see you. Lupio, uh, good to see you as well. Uh, so a lot of people are like, hey, man, it's just too expensive for me to buy like organic food. It's too expensive for me to, to be healthy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm pretty sure maybe at one point some of you guys have said that to yourself or definitely have heard someone uh, say it to you. So in the conversation today, we're just going to literally like break down the math on what's more expensive, being unhealthy and overweight or being healthy and fit, and then kind of the direct and indirect costs of both of those paths. And then you guys can kind of uh, look over the numbers. And also, if you like, I could, uh, I might, I might just actually upload it on our, um, in the group as well. So you guys can see these numbers as well. And since it's the weekend, you can kind of jot down on how your expenses are looking and seeing maybe if you can kind of switch some things around uh, and switch some funds to be a little bit more health conscious and you can kind of determine what the right path is for you. So, the topic today. Uh, I hear a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, I can't do, I can't be healthy because it's too expensive. But is it? Let's go ahead and, and break down uh, the quick math. And let's start off with this. So we're going to break it down in a few different ways. We're going to start off with, uh, you know, is organic food really more expensive? Because one of the best things you can do, regardless of which diet you decide to go on, if it's like keto, being a vegetarian diet, you know, having like a a different type of omnivore ratio diet for your specific goals, whatever you decide on, it's most always an inarguable truth that if you rely on a whole food, meaning like non-processed food, so like a whole vegetable, a whole steak, uh, whole brown rice, for example, John, John Smith, good to see you. Thank you for joining in. That, that it's already a huge step in the right direction. Now, in terms of what diet is right for you, we covered that in a different video, so we're not going to go extensively into that. You're welcome to check out that video or message me and I'll send it your way. Uh, but we're going to go over in terms of the cost of staying healthy and the cost of staying not healthy and then kind of comparing the two in this video. So it's, it's generally presumed, I mean, no one's going to argue that relying on a whole food whether you're a vegetarian or even a carnivore is, is a far better strategy than relying on, on processed food or, or heavily on fast food, for example, all that stuff, okay? So just that transition alone is a huge plus. But now, in terms of whole food, you know, some people, uh, you know, like buy factory farmed food or some people shop at least USDA organic and then there's also, uh, you know, higher levels of integrity like biodynamic, for example. But let's break down, uh, we're just going to focus on the grocery store today and compare at least USDA organic certified food to factory farmed food. 
So you can find both at any store, you know, like Whole Foods sells both items, Sprouts sells both items, Costco sells both items. Costco has a lot of USDA organic uh, food, even Walmart. I think Walmart, it's either Walmart or Costco, I forget exactly. Uh, Joel, good to see you. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, they're the biggest distributors of organic food in the US, which is surprising for a lot of people because they don't associate like especially Walmart with high, higher quality and food. But they're actually the biggest distributors of, um, of USDA organic certified products uh, in the US. So much, much bigger, I'm sure. Brian, good to see you. Uh, yep, no problem. Much bigger, I'm sure, than even Whole Foods, for example. And a lot of times the produce you find, the USDA organic produce you find at Walmart is actually much fresher than what you would find typically at Whole Foods, from my uh, experience because of the, the logistics between the stores. Typically, uh, first of all, they get their food from oftentimes the very same farms, but Walmart typically has a very much faster turnaround. Uh, so you can get the food a lot. Steven, good to see you. So you can get the food a lot fresher. Uh, Romeo, good to see you. Thank you for joining. Uh, very cool name, uh, classic name, obviously. So. Uh, yeah. So anyways, going back. So let's do this in, uh, you know, on the research for my second book, George, good to see you. Joel, good to see you on the research for my second book. I went to Sprouts Farmer's Market. A lot of you may know uh, Sprouts Farmer's Market. You probably shop there. Uh, it's basically like kind of like a higher end hybrid store where they do have a lot of factory farm stuff, but they have a lot of organic stuff as well. And when you break it down for like a 2000 calorie diet, Renee, good to see you. When you break it down for a 2000 calorie diet, and even if you get the protein, fats, and carbs to match, the ratios to match on a 2000 calorie factory farmed industrial organic diet versus a 2000 calorie, at least USDA organic certified diet at the grocery store, you typically get like a $5 difference per 2000 calories. Okay. So, um, for a factory farmed 2000 calorie diet, you typically uh, would have to pay about $7.70. But for that same exact diet, but that's USDA organic certified, it typically will run about $12.20, okay? It might be a little bit higher uh, now because the food prices have gone up, so maybe like a dollar or two more, but the ratios are the same. Ratios are about the same. You'll get about a $5 difference or so. So really, it's just like a, it's just like a five dollar difference, uh, basically. So shopping for like a, a USDA organic diet uh, per year, uh, it would be what is that like three hundred dollars a month or something? If someone has a calculator, please do that. I'm not the best at mental math. Three or four hundred dollars a month, so it'll be about let's say like four thousand uh, dollars a year to shop for all of your food that's at least USDA organic certified. There's a higher level of integrity called biodynamic farming, which you typically won't find at the supermarket level. But honestly, it's already, it's already a huge upgrade just shopping for USDA organic produce. And I guarantee you, it's almost, uh, if, you shop, if you shop and eat just USDA organic um, whole food at the supermarket, meaning you rely on vegetables, fruit, meat, et cetera, et cetera, it's like, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to become overweight. Uh, there's a lot more you have to do to become like shredded, of course, and build muscle. You need to be on the proper, you know, workout routine, lifestyle routine. I'm just focusing on nutrition on this video. 
Uh, but really, there's like just a $5 difference. So like factory farm food that's grown with a lot of, you know, harmful biocides, which are pesticides, herbicides, rodenticides. If you look up any of these chemicals, like what are their main purpose? Their main purpose is, is basically to like kill living organisms, obviously. And last time I checked, we're living organisms as well. So it kind of adds up, you know. Uh, so they're grown with that. They're grown with like heavy amounts of antibiotics, different types of antibiotics as well. Uh, a lot of the, especially the beef could be grown with like things called beta agonists or steroids that makes it in the nutritional profile. Uh, they're fed also probably genetically modified uh, corn and soy in particular, because that's what's used in uh, raising farmed animals for the most part, uh, because it's heavily subsidized by the taxpayer. So it's, it's cheaper for the farmer to use those. And uh, at least when you get USDA organic certified produce, it kind of negates all that. So with the USDA organic certification program, there are gaps and I can talk, there are gaps in the program and I can talk about it for hours, but that's not what we're focusing on in this topic. Um, with the USDA organic certification program, it's basically illegal to use antibiotics. In hemp production, they could use it on the, on the first day of birth, uh, but then after that, they're not allowed to, to be given any antibiotics. Same exact thing with, with steroids, beta agonists, um, other growth promotants, uh, genetically modified organisms aren't allowed to be used, synthetic pesticides or biocides in general aren't, aren't allowed to be used either. So just by buying USDA organic produce, you're already decreasing the overall toxic load that you're exposing yourself to on a daily basis. You gotta take into consideration the average newborn in America born in an urban environment is already born with about trace amounts of 200 different chemicals running and brewing and running through their body and brewing in their body 24 seven. So that's definitely not good. And the lower your toxic load is typically, the leaner you will be as well, because you have to remember your body creates fat stores to be able to store toxicity away from its vital uh, organ tissue, okay? So remember, you can survive like without an arm, without your right arm, but you can't survive without your liver, you know, or you can't survive without your lungs, for example. So it tr your body tries to prioritize the health of its organ tissue over its its muscle tissue or your arm in this example. So it'll start forming uh, body fat to take all those toxins further away from its organs and start storing it in, in the periphery of your body, okay? So just by decreasing your toxic load, of course, you still gotta maintain a caloric deficit when you're trying to lose weight. It'll help reduce your fat storage a tremendous amount. It would also obviously arguably help you reduce your chances of all sorts of cancers in your lifetime and other health complications associated with a lot of these chemicals that are proven through enough exposure to actually cause cancer and other forms of disease in your body. So going back to the price, Brian, uh, let me see what Brian is saying here. I'll try to answer these guys and then go back to the price. A simple comparison is to what one may spend at a fast food restaurant, exactly. And we're gonna get to that in a second. Uh, it's always far, I always tell people, Brian, it's like far, um, far more expensive to be unhealthy and overweight than it is to be healthy. And we'll, we're gonna do the cost breakdown right here and just go through the numbers in detail, okay? So remember, buying at least a USDA organic uh, certified food at the grocery store all year round for 2,000 calories a day, which is more than enough for a lot of people, 
will run you about like four thousand ish dollars i got to do the math again because uh it's about twelve dollars and seventy cents a day if someone can calculate that by 365 and give me the number i probably should have done that before the chat that would be great i just kind of spaced out and forgot exactly what that number is but let's just say it's around four thousand dollars okay so let's go ahead and break down the cost and a lot of a lot of people edgar good to see you man hope everything's well uh let me know let me know what's new in your corner okay hope everything's good uh so let's break down the cost because a lot of times when i tell people like oh you should at least as a first transition to regaining and finding your health you should start buying organic food and they're like oh it's too expensive they literally like 99 percent of the time they literally don't know even the price of organic food they just kind of say it's expensive because that's just what they heard. They never even did the research themselves and they just presume that's the case. So remember this person, let's just say hypothetically, this person said spending $4,000 a year on 2000 calories worth of USDA organic certified food is too expensive. $4,000 per year. That's what this person says. Okay. Now, of course, we got to look at averages. Okay. Let's look at how much the average American, I have a list here and I'm gonna just read it off to you guys. Let's look at what the average American is spending on non-essential expenses per month and per year. And let's see if it's, it is really too expensive. And I guarantee you, at the end of the call, I'm just gonna tell you right now, it's not. They're spending way more money on just being overweight and full of disease than they are on be, than they are than they would be on just staying healthy. So the average person in the U.S. spends about $1,500 a month on non-essential expenses, which basically comes down to about $18,000 a year on non-essential expenses, okay? Now, there's a little bit of wiggle room there. On the lower end, I found numbers where people spend about eight to 10000 a month as well. So it's between eight to ten thousand a year. Sorry, eight to ten thousand a year to eighteen thousand a year. So let's just use this number, eighteen thousand a year. That's how much they're spending on non-essential expenses. Now the next question is like, what are these non-essential expenses? So let's let's go ahead and break them down. And once again, I'm just reading it off this list I found. Um, where's the source? I have it listed somewhere here. I'll post this stuff in our group at the end, okay? So you guys have access to this as well. So what are they spending? What are they spending their $1,500 a month on? Restaurant meals, $209.38. Drinks, $188.68. Takeout or delivery, $177.88. Buying lunch, $173.62. This is per month. Impulse purchases. I'm guilty of these sometimes too, especially with... Um, with books on Amazon, they always get me, and I sometimes buy too many of them, uh, but it happens. Impulse purchases, $108.97. Uh, ride shares, uh, which is okay. I don't, I don't disagree with that one. That's uh, $96. Personal grooming, got to do that one. That's $94. Subscription boxes, that one probably don't need to do. $93.96 per month. Cable, $90. Online shopping, $84. Uh, gym classes or memberships, uh, $72.53. Paid apps, $23.24. Uh, TV or movie streaming services, $23. Music streaming services, $22. Coffee, $20. I know people that spend literally like 
almost like $20 a day on coffee. So that number is pretty low, but let's go with it. Uh, and then bottled water, $17.74. So, so that basically comes down to about $1,500 uh, $1, a month on non-essential expenses. $1,500 a month on non-essential expenses that I could also argue aren't really bringing any value or happiness to the person's life in a long enough time frame. In fact, it's, it's adding most likely to their obesity and disease. And you have to take into consideration that right now, 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy, okay? So only 12% of Americans are actually metabolically healthy. So I could argue that these numbers typically apply, would apply to the average average person, okay? So this person is spending, let's say, $18,000 a year on non-essential expenses, and they just told me that they can't afford $4,000 a year on USDA organic certified whole food, chicken breast, um, steak, vegetables, fruit, etc. They told me they can't afford that $4,000, but they can't afford $18,000 a year on these, these silly expenses that are just adding obesity, adding disease to their body, keeping them from having their ideal physique. Most of them, maybe not the gym services, obviously, and that stuff, uh, but you get, you get what I'm saying, okay? So it is the weekend. If you guys can, for like a practice lesson, just open up your Excel sheet, look at all your expenses, okay? Remember, for a 2,000 calorie diet per day, it costs about four-ish thousand dollars a year on USDA organic food. See how much money you're spending on just BS, BS that's, that's not really adding much value to your life because I guarantee you, when you improve your health, when you optimize your health and your appearance, like obviously that's not gonna get rid of every problem in your life, but it will give you a huge boost of happiness and positivity in life. I guarantee it. You'll be able to date more comfortably, have higher self-esteem, have more energy, okay? Not have like crazy energy swings. Um, I mean, the list, is, the list is endless. I don't have to say everything on this video. You guys can put A and B together. Let me see some of these questions here. So Vince, uh, Lupilo, Lupilo, let's see. It's hard sometimes, but I lose weight only from the waist down as, okay, all the weight in the upper body, all the weight is in the upper body. It's hard to lose. I mostly eat tuna, kale, salads, and small portions. So, uh, Lupilo, remember, there's a lot you can do with with weight loss, okay? There's like a myriad and five strategies, but really, it just really comes down to having a weekly caloric average deficit. Remember, your body can never, ever, ever gain weight in a true caloric deficit. If that were the case, let's just use common sense, guys. If your body could actually gain weight while, while you're in a deficit, you literally don't have to worry about getting lost in the forest without food or ever starving to death because your body will just stop losing weight at one point, okay? And that's not the case, obviously, okay? So there is no such thing as like starvation mode. This is just gimmicky marketing stuff, okay? Uh, there, is, there is no thing as starvation mode. There is no thing as like, I can't lose weight because my hormones are all messed up. Um, there is no thing like, ah, oh, my thyroid's messed up so I can't lose weight. All these are just BS, BS things. I mean, even if your hormones, if you're super maximally stressed out 
Of course, you're not going to have a good life. Obviously, that's a different conversation. But and it will downregulate your metabolism a little bit. But it's not like you're going to go to burning zero calories. Literally, no one freaking burns zero calories unless you're dead. Okay, you have a caloric deficit on a consistent basis. You will be losing weight all the time. There is a science to losing just body fat instead of muscle, uh, or both, for example. Uh, but that requires a lot of customization and a good thorough assessment with a good coach that usually takes about two to three hours before beginning a program with the person to determine that person's needs and goals and then go from there. So uh, Lupilo, also um, you got to remember, you can't like pick where you want to lose fat. Everyone loses fat differently. Some people lose it all over equally. Some people lose it on their upper body and face first and then their midsection last. That's usually most likely the case. You lose it kind of like in your peripheries first and then your midsection kind of goes last and then that lower belly fat area goes very like last last. That's how it works for most people. In terms of fat distribution, in terms of where it's actually distributed, there's a bit of genetics involved there too. But a lot of times too, like your your choice in lifestyle, your choice in nutrition, the amount of mental stress you're under in your life will also determine how your body fat is stored. So typically people that are like very stressed out, have low grade chronic anxiety, they typically kind of, their body begins to form kind of like a pear. They typically like store body fat in their lower chest and then kind of primarily like in their midsection around their like middle and lower ab area. And it's kind of like heavy there. So it kind of looks like a pear shape. Uh, so there are a lot of like lifestyle, like mental variables that go into where your body stores could have more propensity to store fat. But at the end of the day, it's like uh, you got you to gotta establish that caloric deficit. And if you're not losing weight, that's because you're not in a caloric deficit for your body type and your activity level. And that differs from person to person. Like me, a caloric deficit is uh, like 3,000 calories a day. That still puts me in a deficit because I have a lot of muscle mass on my frame, which requires always a lot of calories to sustain. But for the average person, if they're eating like 3,000 calories a day, even if it's really well-sourced food, they'll probably end up gaining quite a bit of weight. So everyone's different. Uh, in the group, I posted a bar chart. Uh, this is Vince. In the group, I posted a bar chart of my total spending on food before, after making the changes suggested. Yeah, so Vince, thanks for posting that. Actually, it would be cool if I kept track with that with my clients as well, because I always tell people, you know, like uh, my average client saves about, is in a net positive about $7,000 their first year on the program, uh, which is exponentially more expensive than what the program actually costs. So like training with me typically, most always actually ends up saving people a lot more money. Plus they lose a lot of body fat. They look a lot better. Their blood work looks better. A lot of them get off pretty much all of their prescription medications. Uh, so it's an overall solid trade. Yeah, Brian, he posted it in the, um, in the group. So it's already posted. Uh, Joel, I guess I want to start the bar chart too. New to the group. Okay. I posted in the group. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I'm going to skip over some of these guys. So I'll keep that in mind, the BS I waste on food. Yeah, so guys, for the weekend, just write down your expenses and see how much you're, you're spending on 
non-essential expenses. So non-essential expenses, the list I've gone over here, that would include like drinks, alcohol, you know, like random drinks like that, restaurant meals, that's total non-essential. And restaurant meals will always keep you overweight, guys. I don't care how diligent you are during the week. Um, unless you're like super muscular, that's an exception, of course. Uh, eating out always on the weekend will, will most likely set you back, okay? Not only financially, but aesthetically as well. Takeout or delivery, that's non-essential. Buying lunch, impulse purchases. Uh, let's see, cable's kind of essential, I would say. Not like cable TV, but you need Wi-Fi and everything to be able to work from home and stuff like that. Paid apps, that's probably not essential. TV, movie streaming services. Oops, not essential, I lost my pen there. Coffee, uh, you could always just get coffee at home for a much cheaper price. It's not like you have to get rid of the coffee, but um, et cetera, et cetera. So guys, remember, the average, the average American would tell me they don't have money for organic food, which costs 4,000 a year, but they have 18,000 a year to spend on non-essential bullshit, okay? And this is why 88% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy, overweight, obese, full of misery, pain, disease, uh, because their, their core priorities are all out of whack. Uh, they need to put themselves first. They need to put their uh, physical and mental health first, okay? Stop putting everything else first. Stop buying into corporate culture of consumerism, good to buy stuff, you know, but don't be consumed by it. You should see who I have to work with. Yeah. So Brian, I always tell people, man, like if, uh, you know, they don't change their, get out of their toxic work environments or toxic relationships, no nutrition program or workout program will save you, you know, because you're spending just so much hours, so many hours in that misery. The best thing um, you could do is damage control through proper eating, which is better than not doing anything. Uh, but the best thing you can do, like I always tell people for your health is clearly identify your core values. What are they? And then make sure your day-to-day -day life reflects that, you know? So for me, it's like a huge core value is working from home, working for myself, not having to drive to work, doing my own projects, um, studying at least 15 to 20 hours a week. That's super important for me. Like continued education is, is mega important, okay? And I need that 15 to 20 hours to study. Having cool hobbies on the side, like I'm taking a, a rifle experts course, you know? I'm gonna pick up uh, rifling and hopefully go to competitions as well. Uh, I like geometry, kind of shooting rifles has like a decent amount of understanding of geometry in there and it requires your physical body so that way I'm not kind of just kind of glued to the gym environment to actually put that um, kind of physical fitness to work in a real environment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, another huge core value of mine is always staying fit. Okay, that's a huge core value. If you don't know your core values, that's totally okay too. Uh, one easy thing that I did to help me identify mine is just do a bunch of stuff I don't want, didn't want to do. And then right away, just note that, hey, this isn't making me feel good. Uh, thank you very much. I wrote it down. Thank you for showing me what I don't want. Same goes with relationships. If a relationship doesn't work out, you should actually thank that person because you're like, well, thank you for showing me what I don't want in my life. That way I don't repeat the mistake, okay? Uh, you should be thankful for when you run into people like that because they make 
they give you the definition of what you do want. Because as the saying goes, in order to know what you do want, you have to first know what you don't want, unfortunately. But the good thing is, is do those things. Take note that they're making you feel miserable, shitty, unappreciated. Jot it down. Go try something else. This time with a bit more of a definition about what you do want. And then hold yourself accountable too. I see people fall so much into these money traps. It's like they don't set boundaries for themselves, you know? Um, they go to a job and it's like, let's say 40000 more per year. And it's clearly not meeting their core values. They can see that it's going to make them more miserable than their old job. But they're like, well, it's 40000 more a year. I'll kind of justify it. And then they wonder why they're miserable their whole entire life and very overweight and stuff like that. Because they go hand in hand. Food abuse comes from a lingering issues of misery and not feeling safe or appreciated in the world, okay? Uh, so remember, in order, when you're overweight, it's because you have low-grade chronic inflammation or high-grade, most likely. And where does all that inflammation come from? A lot of mental and physical pain in the person's life. It's not just aesthetic. There's a lot of pain in the person's life. Uh, okay, so another few few um, important stats, you know, like the U.S. pre-COVID spent 170, 147 billion to nearly 210 billion per year on helping the obese and overweight with their health problems that are self-imposed through poor lifestyle and nutritional choices. That's per year. Imagine what 200 billion a year could do to the school system. You know, what great schools and educational systems you could have for the future. Um, now it's in the trillions. It's in the trillions. So obviously, uh, the biggest risk factor for developing complications from COVID that require hospitalization is just being obese and with many different um, health issues, pre-existing health issues already, okay? So now the economy has been shut down, you know, now it's opening up obviously a little bit, but has been shut down or closed down for a very long time. Uh, that cost trillions, trillions, okay? Luckily, it it looks like the country is bouncing back at least, but we'll see. So yeah, and then annual cost. Remember, the annual cost of, um, of being overweight in terms of medical expenses is around 4000 a year, four to 5000 a year. So remember, this person hypothetically would tell you that I can't afford organic food, but they're spending 18000 a year on non-essential expenses and another 4000 a year on medical expenses. That's 22000 a year. And this person literally just said they can't afford 4000 a year on organic food. Um, I just kind of like, when I hear stuff like that, and sorry if I'm kind of getting into it, it just hurts me, man, because I'm like, how could a person be so blind to their like self-imposed like misery, you know? Uh, so you guys don't have to be just one quick... Um, practice you guys can do this weekend is once again, jot down all your expenses, see where all that money is going. And I haven't even mentioned travel or any of that stuff here. Okay. So there's that. And then there's also the indirect cost. We talked about finances, which is obviously huge important, but there's an indirect cost of not optimizing your health, not optimizing your aesthetics. Uh, you know, you're your relationships are going to be limited, okay? Because, I mean, it sucks, but a lot of times books are judged by their cover. Obviously, if a person decides to kind of stick it, stick 
through that relationship, there's going to be a lot more than looks that are required. But that's what kind of opens the door and opens a lot of possibilities for you. And remember, the biggest reason for divorce oftentimes is financial reasons and also just loss of attraction, loss of physical attraction to the person. So there are like a lot of uh, a lot of like financial costs and indirect costs, social costs to just not putting your health and uh, thus not putting your health or and or appearance as a higher priority in your life. Okay, so you have to be honest with yourself. You got to jot down all of these costs. Like, how much is this costing me? You know, what am I really losing, like financially, socially, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's up to you to decide. You can, of course, bullshit yourself. But remember, that's not going to get you anywhere. So when you do this practice today, try to be really honest with yourself. And um, sometimes honesty hurts, but at least it'll get you to where you want to be faster. So I use Mint, mint mint.com. Yeah, Vince, I was actually going to ask you what... what, um, software you're using. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll, uh, I'll actually suggest it to some of my clients and we'll see, we'll see the trend. That's a cool analytic to keep track of. Okay. Hope everyone is doing well. It was great to see you guys. Vince, Bob, see Brian. Good to see you, man. Hope everything's well. Papilo, good to see you. John, I saw John popped in here. Joel, good to see you guys. See what else. Edgar, Hope everything's well, man. Let's see here. Renee, good to see you. Romeo. All right, you guys. Great to see all of you guys. Have a good weekend. Uh, some good movies are out. I watched Venom 2 uh, two weekends ago, last weekend. Honestly, it wasn't, that, it wasn't that good. I loved the first one, but the second one just, oh, man, it just didn't do it for me. They didn't make Carnage, in my opinion, powerful at all. He didn't, he didn't stand out. I thought it would be good. It looked really cool, but I was kind of disappointed. They do have the new James Bond movie out, and they also have this movie Matt Damon is in. It's called The Last Duel. It's like a medieval movie. That one looks super cool. Um, I was kind of thinking about seeing James Bond today, but I'm actually probably going to go see The Last Duel because I really like, like, you know, Braveheart, uh, Joan of Arc, The Messenger with um, Mila Jovovich was honestly like probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, what else? Yeah, so James Bond is out as well, if you guys are more into like those spy thriller movies. But The Duel looks super cool. I'm going to go see it, and I'll let you guys know how it goes, okay? All right, hope everything's well. Andre, Andrew, good to see you as well. Thanks for popping in. All right, take care, guys.